Letter fifty three of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends, edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. To Benjamin Bailey, Hampstead, Thursday, May twenty eighth, eighteen eighteen. My dear Bailey, I should have answered your letter on the moment if I could have said yes to your invitation. What hinders me is insuperable. I will tell it at a little length you know my brother george has been out of employ for some time it has weighed very much upon him and driven him to scheme and turn over things in his mind the result has been his resolution to emigrate to the back settlements of america become farmer and work with his own hands after purchasing fourteen hundred acres of the american government this for many reasons has met with my entire consent and the chief one is this he is of too independent and liberal a mind to get on in trade in this country in which a generous man with a scanty resource must be ruined i would sooner he should till the ground than bow to a customer there is no choice with him he could not bring himself to the latter i would not consent to his going alone no but that objection is done away with he will marry before he sets sail a young lady he has known for several years of a nature liberal and high-spirited enough to follow him to the banks of the mississippi he will set off in a month or six weeks and you will see how i should wish to pass that time with him and then i must set out on a journey of my own brown and i are going a pedestrian tour through the north of england and scotland as far as john o'grotz i have this morning such a lethargy that i cannot write the reason of my delaying is oftentimes from this feeling i wait for a proper temper now you ask for an immediate answer i do not like to wait even till to-morrow however i am now so depressed that i have not an idea to put to paper my hand feels like lead and yet it is an unpleasant numbness it doesn't take away the pain of existence I don't know what to write. Monday, June 1st. You see how I have delayed, and even now I have but a confused idea of what I should be about. My intellect must be in a degenerating state. It must be, for when I should be writing about, God knows what, I am troubling you with moods of my own mind, or rather body, for mind there is none. I am in that temper that if I were under water I should scarcely kick to come up to the top. I know very well tis all nonsense. In a short time I hope I shall be in a temper to feel sensibly your mention of my book. In vain have I waited till Monday to have any interest in that or anything else. I feel no spur at my brother's going to America, and am almost stony-hearted about his wedding. All this will blow over all i am sorry for is having to write you in such a time but i cannot force my letters in a hotbed i could not feel comfortable in making sentences for you i am your debtor i must ever remain so nor do i wish to be clear of any rational debt there is a comfort in throwing oneself on the charity of one's friends tis like the albatross sleeping on its wings i will be to you wine in the cellar and the more modestly or rather indolently i retire into the backward bin the more falerna will i be at the drinking 
There is one thing I must mention. My brother talks of sailing in a fortnight. If so, I will most probably be with you a week before I set out for Scotland. The middle of your first page should be sufficient to rouse me. What I said is true, and I have dreamt of your mention of it, and my not answering it has weighed on me since. If I come, I will bring your letter, and hear more fully your sentiments on one or two points. I will call about the lectures at Taylor's and at Little Britain tomorrow. Yesterday I dined with Hazlitt, Barnes, and Wilkie at Hayden's. The topic was the Duke of Wellington, very amusingly pro and conned. Reynolds has been getting much better, and Rice may begin to crow, for he got a little so-so at a party of his, and was none the worse for it the next morning. I hope I shall soon see you, for we must have many new thoughts and feelings to analyze, and to discover whether a little more knowledge has not made us more ignorant. Yours affectionately, John Keats End of Letter 53